Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Mothers podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. I can help you navigate the difficult waters of going no contact. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a great day and a great week and a great weekend and a great month because we're coming up on the end of January now. I hope that you're able to do what I've asked or I've hoped for you in the last few episodes, which is that you are setting those boundaries and not accepting things that are just deal breakers for you. Okay. So I just wanted to make a short uh, podcast to talk about how narcissists come in all shapes and sizes, right? Um, typically, when we think of a narcissist, we think of someone who is attractive, grandiose, um, because narcissists do put a lot of um, effort into their looks, Um But that's not always the case. A lot of times, narcissists are the opposite of what you would think because they're the communal narcissist, the victimized narcissist. Um, They behave in a way that is toxic towards you, but they are not the typical narcissist. They're not good looking. They may even be painfully shy um, to to the outside world, right? And you're the only one that saw that side of them. Um, And I'm not just talking about parents here, okay? And I'm sure this is true for parents. I mean, my mother was not a beautiful woman. Uh, She was never a beautiful woman. I saw, I've seen pictures of her young and I'm not trying to be mean. Um, I really am not. I know it sounds like I am, but I'm not. Um, She just, she wasn't. She wasn't a beautiful woman. Um, She had, there were things about her that were attractive, but... I mean, she isn't the standout gorgeous woman that you would think of, right? She's not Miss Universe, right? She's just a normal girl, if that much, right? She had very big breasts, and I think that helped. But um, as far as the rest of her looks, there wasn't much there. Um, And... These people tend to be the ones that are more covert, right? So underhanded, they're the ones that do those little comments. And I have so many examples of these narcissists that aren't these brilliantly um, gorgeous people, right? Or even super attractive where they're attracting people because of their great personality. They just are nasty people because they hate themselves. And that's what makes them 
abuse you, right? Put you put you down, put other people down because they they see what they want for themselves in you. That's where where I'm trying to get, right? They see what they want for themselves in you and then they have to put you down because that makes them feel better. So my mother's the perfect example of that, right? No one would have thought and and still no one believes me. So I stopped trying to talk about that. I don't talk about that with people, with even family. I just I stopped. What's the point? You know, what is the point of trying to convince somebody that your mother was toxic, was a narcissist, was abusive if they're not going to believe you? Stop talking. Stop explaining. You're a full-grown adult. You know what you're doing, so your actions are warranted because you're an adult. But how about friendships? I had to let go of a friend that... I knew from the time I was a teenager, of course, this was a friend that was forced upon me by my mother. It was the daughter of my mother's co-worker back in the 70s when my mother worked at Citibank in New York City. And I say that because, oh my God, have I heard about her working at Citibank. You know, it was, that was the one thing that she held on to as an accomplishment, and I and I don't really see the accomplishment, but yeah, yeah, she was. That was her accomplishment. Um, so I was friends with this this girl for many years, and one year after my after finding out that um, my brothers existed in my life, because go back if you haven't um, to the story, my story, right. The day my life changed is what I believe what I called the podcast. Um, it's a it's a good story. Go listen to it. Um, she, I was sad because it was the one year anniversary of finding out, and the one year anniversary of the day my life literally freaking changed. Okay, this is the day my life changed, and. I call her and she said to me, why are you crying? They don't give a bleep about you. And those are the exact same words that my mother had said to me also when I found out about my brothers, right? That they didn't care about me at all. Um, that's hurtful. But it's right now in my life, they're not really a part of my life. So it's neither here nor there. But at that moment, it was so fresh that I didn't want to think I have these brothers and they don't care about me at all. You know, that's very hurtful. And at that moment, I realized that my friend was a flying monkey. Okay, but that's not the only thing. Every time I talk to her, and this is important because this is how you know that you're dealing with a toxic person. Every time I talk to her, I would hang up the phone, go complain about the conversation with my husband. Oh my God, I can't stand talking to her. Everything I tell her, if something good happens to me, she one-ups me. And my husband would be like, then why are you still friends with her? The reason I, I had remained friends with her was because she supposedly had cancer. And my mother literally told me, you can't stop talking talking to her because she has cancer. Um, where's the connection between having cancer 
and being friends with her. Okay, I'm not her husband. Like, that would be bad if I was her husband and decided, well, she has cancer. I don't want to deal with this. Bye. It was, I'm tired of you one-upping my situation, putting me down. I mean, even when we were teenagers, I remember we lived in a uh, Dominican community. And we're both Cuban. And... I'm very light skinned and she was darker skinned and we're walking down the street and the Dominican men, they were always catcalling. It was just, it was normal to us. And this guy said, oh, look at that blonde in, in Spanish. And she said to me, oh, look at me, I'm blonde now. Now in Dominican world, and I love my Dominicans, I really do. I miss them so much. Um, blonde in Spanish means look at that white girl. Okay, so every white girl was referred to as a blonde girl. And she took the compliment onto herself. And I remember thinking, even at that age, I was like 15 maybe, thinking, oh my God, she's she took the compliment to for her. And it, it was towards me, right? And I'm not trying to be conceited. It was just the guy was talking about the white girl. <laughs> if you guys have seen my videos... um on Instagram, and if you haven't joined Instagram, my Instagram, please do, um, that, you know, you'll see, I am very light-skinned, she's not, she wasn't light-skinned like me, um, anyway, and everything I ever told her in my life, like, I, when I got engaged to my husband, she was like, oh, yeah, my ring is on layaway at a jewelry store, and it's still on layaway. She's never taken it. She never got married to the guy. I mean, it, it was stuff like that that it was consistent. Um, quickly, because I don't, I, I want to make this short. Um, so that's her. I went no contact with her. I was done. And, and that was... You know how I know that was a good thing? I barely think about her, and I barely, you know, only when I talk about her on here. Other than that, I don't think about her. My ex-husband is the type of person that looks, when you look at him, you think he wants to crawl up into his own body and just disappear. Painfully shy. Doesn't like to talk to people. Um... And he is as toxic as you can get. And I only really realized that maybe two years ago was when I started to see how toxic he really was. And then he married a woman who was who is also very toxic. So they ganged up on me. And I have to deal with the realities of that situation from the time my daughter was seven, maybe right before seven, she's 20 now. 13 years that I dealt with the manipulations and the lying. And all of those things where I follow some of these pages where the course of control, you know, turning the kid against you, having to deal with the kid because they, they were treated a certain way at their house and then they come to me she came back to me and she and I had to undo what they did all the awful things they did right they would make plans with her on weekends when I was supposed to have her and tell her first like 
hey, Emily, do you want to go to Disney this weekend? And then I had to say yes or I'd be the bad guy instead of coming to me and saying, hey, we, we planned this trip. Is it okay? I was never in the loop. They just did things. The The manipulation and the 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 worst times of my life compared comparing it to my mother was during the time when my daughter was little and and I had to deal with him and her on a daily basis or every other day things like telling her can you please just leave me alone and getting out of work I was a teacher opening my phone and I had two messages her just screaming at me over the voicemail. Okay? That's the kind of thing I had to deal with. Um, these are not people that you would look at. My ex-husband, my mother, and my friend. That you would look at and think narcissist. Because they're not the typical narcissist. But there you are. Okay? There they are. Underhanded, covert... They, they abuse you under the radar where other people don't see it. And they can ruin your life that way. They can make your life real difficult. Okay, guys, I hope that that was helpful and that was a little bit of tidbit of information that you can take and, and see that narcissists come in all shapes and sizes. I love you all. I hope that this was helpful. And... Until next time.